Everyone, my name is John Russos, and this is the 66th installment of the Monday Morning Commute, and all brought to you by the Here's My Thing podcast. I was in a parking garage in downtown Portland this past weekend. I was just sitting in my car. I wasn't feeling too well. Not under the weather, more of a funk. I, I was sad. I felt sad. I felt a little off. So I walked into a Nordstrom. I tried on a $1,300 Montclair jacket, and I told the salesperson assisting me that I had absolutely no intention of buying it. I thought about telling them that I was trying it on because I liked how 21 Savage rapped about his Montclair jacket. I liked how Chef Danny Bowen looked on their billboard advertisements. I kept those thoughts to myself. It's an interesting way to cope, yeah? It has really nothing to do with the jacket. I just like Nordstrom. I like how Nordstrom smells. Nordstrom smells like someone spilled white wine everywhere. And instead of addressing the spill with vinegar, maybe some sort of cleaning solution, they just laced the entire building with perfume. If the effect of a controlled dosage of alcohol and Valium had a smell, that's what Nordstrom would smell like. You can have snowfall, you can put up a Christmas tree, you could even start guilt-tripping your five-year-old into good behavior, but the main indicator of the holiday season is a packed Nordstrom. A controlled chaos of rosy cheeks, turtlenecks, and clothing covered in tissue paper, where this may be stressful for employees and people looking for parking, I find solace knowing that someone was going to be very happy Christmas morning when receiving a Vineyard Vines fleece. I bet God has designed some of the retail spots in heaven similar to how Nordstrom's laid out, with a shit ton of granite everywhere. And the interior suggesting that you need to sit C-suite to shop, but some of the price tags saying mid-level manager with a seasonal bonus is just fine. Walking through various departments, you'll find sound pockets of makeup pitches, the rhythmic tapping of salon-grade nails on top of jewelry cases, but you'll never find flannels. If you take the escalator up to the top floor and then walk into the kids' shoe section, I think you'd find a family of three. And the boy looking like his mother just dressed him. Hair and a front spike, Volcom collar t-shirt, falling over khakis. While the boy is there to try on etnies, the mom's serving as some sort of offensive coordinator, orchestrating everything, looking down on him, maybe dropping down feet level to check where his toes are. You can't tell from a distance... But the boy doesn't even want to wear Etnies. He wants Vans. But for some reason, his mom thinks that Etnies double as school wear, but also something he could sport at more formal events like bar mitzvahs. The father, who had been there before, knows the duration of this experience, usually going to last around 45 minutes. Factoring in reluctancy from the child, a low blood sugar-fueled argument, followed by an almost breakdown before conceding, he's stationed himself on one of the couches, leaning back, arm around the back of his head with the other holding up his phone eye level. He's queued up NFL Sunday ticket. Sometimes I picture myself walking around the department store wearing a monochrome outfit. More often than not, my rear end will still be warm from the hypothetical heated seats of the hypothetical Range Rover that I came in. But every single time I walk into a Nordstrom, I always tap into a well of nostalgia. 
thinking back to third grade, when wearing pink as a boy shifted from social suicide to a tasteful compliment to clunky DC shoes. Really, third grade was a time for a lot of fashion experimentation. Wearing long sleeve underarmors as tops, throwing in skinny jeans every once in a while. My Aunt Meg helped me stay relatively up to date with the times. A normal Tuesday, her and I doing 65 southbound on the 5, I was backseat of her Jeep Grand Cherokee, pulling up to a Nordstrom and getting myself a dark blue, long sleeve Hurley t-shirt. The Hurley logo was pink. Not really a bold statement. More flamboyant pocket square to the elementary school suit that was surf and skatewear. I remember pleading my case after in the car, over-talking because I was so excited I actually got the shirt, but explaining how pink was in and it was a thing, as if adding this color to my wardrobe brought a depth to my character. I want you all to know just how badly I wish I could say that I lost my virginity inside of a Nordstrom. I can't. Because I lost it inside of a Nordstrom rack. Now, I kid, but seriously, this giant in the fashion space, it was home to a first of mine. The first time I wanted a t-shirt with some sort of political propaganda on it, it took place inside of a Nordstrom. I was 12, and I found a t-shirt that had a stick figure skateboarding down a rail. Below the image, in bold lettering read, Skateboarding isn't a crime. I remember looking at it for a few seconds before thinking, yeah, yeah, it it isn't. Far from a MAGA hat or a Clinton bumper sticker, I'm struggling to see who would have gotten mad at that t-shirt. Someone looking at myself, my 12-year-old self, baby fat yet to leave my face, and then getting pissed off that I was protesting part-time security guards from telling people to leave a set of eight stairs alone. But also, let's consider the fact that I was shopping for skateboarding clothing at Nordstrom. That should tell you how much I actually skated, better yet, how much I was involved in the culture. Coming for me, skateboarding wasn't a crime. The most damage that I would do to public property was maybe take off a little red paint from a curb. If I wanted the kickflip wear and tear mark on my shoes, I would have had to take sandpaper to them and then apply it versus actual repetition of the trick. It would be like purposely giving myself cauliflower ears so people would think I wrestle. Maybe I'm popping in for a quick lap around the facility. Maybe I'm doing a little Christmas shopping. Maybe I'm wondering, why do people buy their branded water bottles? Whatever the case may be. For some reason, every single time I leave a Nordstrom, I feel a little better than when I entered. Everyone, I am looking at the clock right now, and it is about that time. My name is John Russos. This has been the 66th installment of the Monday Morning Commute, all brought to you by the Here's My Thing podcast. Thank you for rock with me. Until next time.